welcome to Ahanga. My name is Aya and today I'll be speaking with Lori. So just to jump right into things, could you tell us a little bit about the kind of art that you do? Um, yes, I work mostly in pastel and watercolor. Um, and it's realism, most of it is realism. Occasionally I do some abstract, but it's also some subjective within the abstract. And I focus on portraits and I do a lot of landscapes and seascapes. Great. And how did you get involved with art in general or with painting? Well, um, I want to say ever since I was a very young, young girl, I um, was really into art and painting. Um, and I was more interested in fashion design for a long time. That's really what I wanted to do. Um, so I was always into designing clothes and, of course, painting and drawing that all went along with that. So I want to say from when I was very young, it was just kind of in my blood, I guess. I just loved it. And is there anyone, it could be someone in your family, a friend, a teacher, or who you would say particularly influenced your artistic pursuit? Um, when I was very young, I would take lessons with Jean Tanoff from Providence. I remember saving my, my money and going to his classes and learning oil paintings and some of the techniques. And I want to say maybe he was the one that kind of got me into it. And I had a major in, um, in textiles and clothing and a minor in art. And then I went on to become a teacher, an art teacher. I did that for many years. And did you do all of that in Rhode Island? Have you grown up? Yes, no, all in Rhode Island. Since I've, I've been retired um, about 13 years now, I was a high school art teacher. And I do occasionally teach classes in Florida as well as Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. But I've, I've stayed here. I went to University of Rhode Island and I have worked here ever since. Okay, great. So very grounded in this. this That's great. And what would you say either motivates or inspires your art, whatever that might mean to you? Okay, I want to say what motivates my art is maybe trying to do better each time I do a painting. Um, it's challenging and of course it's not challenging. That means you're not really growing. So I'm always looking for, for more improvement and there's always room for improvement, trying new experiences and new techniques and new subject matter as well. And would you say that what inspires your art or the subject matter of your art is different from that? Um, I want to say mostly what inspires my art it's probably the ocean. I live right by the ocean. So I'm there every day, just watching the waves and how it changes every day. Um, nature scenes, I love to see how that changes, how fragile everything is and how it does change day to day. So I think that's what really inspires my art mostly. Mm -hmm. And when you paint, I was curious, do you paint um, like from a photograph or do you paint from your window or in plain air or what does that like? I do some plein air painting. I sometimes start my paintings outdoors and I end up continuing into my studio, especially when you're trying to do waves and ocean scenes. It's really pretty impossible to, to complete a painting in detail. Sometimes I'll, I'll just be out and looking at the colors and the movements of the waves and try to record that in my small painting and then go back into my studio. And how would you describe your studio or your workspace? Like, is it? Actually, I have a beautiful studio. My oh, husband yeah? built my studio for me about 20 years ago, and it's attached to my home. 
Um, and I have to say I'm feeling neat. If I'm, as soon as I get through with one project, I do make it rather neat to go on to my next one. I don't like a lot of clutter. Mm -hmm. Kind of bothers me when I'm trying to be very creative. And I usually work either with some, I might put on some soft rock music or just very quiet, just in silence. And I love working that way. And do you work on one piece at a time or do you have multiple projects happening oh, at once? I have a drafting table where I have my watercolors set up. I usually have one or two watercolor paintings going on there. And I have a couple of easels. So I have some different pastel paintings going on at the same time. So right now, if anyone walked into my studio, I think I have five in progress. It's okay. a good amount, yeah. Yes. And what kind of, do you work during a particular time of the day? Do you like having a schedule or is that more when inspiration is? Um, I do love the mornings. I don't always have time in the morning, but I find I'm much more creative in the morning or sometimes early afternoon. By nighttime, I'm not quite as alert and not as creative then. So I do really like, like those mornings more than, than anything. Mm -hmm. I try to get there every day if I can. Yeah. It's a good way to start the day. And would you say that there's any obstacles you've faced or um, had to, any okay, challenges that you faced? Um, I want to say there was just a time in my life that I didn't think I would really be able to do much artwork. I was working full time as a teacher and my, my two children were rather young. So I actually put everything aside. I didn't ever see me getting back into it at the time. Mm -hmm. But of course, the kids grew up and um, ended up with more time and getting back into it. But other than that, I really haven't had any obstacles. Mm -hmm. Been pretty fortunate that way. And speaking with different artists, we often hear kind of the stereotype of the struggling artist and how people have had to deal with that. But working as also an art teacher, is that something that you've come up against or that you've um, just heard throughout your life? Yeah, right. I mean, for me, um, having been an art teacher, that's, of course, has, has helped and I've had that income. Um, and even after I retired, I did go on to teach more classes and of course, selling my artwork now too. I never really had to deal with the struggles, you know, that, you know, that stereotype and mm -hmm. so many people are trying to make a living as an artist, which I think can be very, very difficult. It's I think if you're teaching, you're going to be getting more of an income mm -hmm. that way too. Even the individual classes here and there out of your own studio, which I do continue to do that. So I haven't really seen that um, for me anyway. It hasn't yeah. been that personal. So I've been pretty lucky. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you also mentioned earlier that you do a lot of ocean scenes or natural like landscapes. Um, is that something that you've always been drawn to or are there other themes that have emerged in your art? Um, well, for a while I was doing more portraits, a lot mm -hmm. of portrait work and I, I really did enjoy that. Um, but maybe about three years ago, I was asked to document some very fragile areas um, such as the salt marshes in Rhode Island. And I was working along with some of the scientists at the Coastal Institute, the University of Rhode Island. It was the Graduate School of Oceanography. So I had a big solo exhibit um, with about 30 pieces and it was the salt marshes and the oceans and the estuaries. 
places that were very fragile. So I really get into that, the beauty, the beauty of the ocean and the beauty of the salt marshes and any bodies of water. So I think that was probably, you know, one of the things that I, I focus on. And I still am always drawn to the to the ocean. I might start a still life and it might be put aside a little bit because I, I saw a beautiful scene at the beach. And mm -hmm. I have to go back to that one. What would you say or describe as the ultimate goal for your art? Um, what do you want it to be or to mean for your audience or for your viewers? Um, I want to say, I hope that when people look at my work, they'll feel a sense of peace. Um, I try to capture the beauty in nature and the, you know, my seascapes and even, you know, with people, um, because everyone has something very beautiful about them. And I think faces are so beautiful. So I hope that people find a sense of peace and feelings. Um, I hope the viewer will stop and just really linger for a moment in my paintings and get that feeling. Like I'll come back and want to look at more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that's it. Basically, I, I do feel like I want people to really enjoy my work right now, especially at this time in my life that you know, I'm getting older and I'm like, okay, my goal is to make people smile when they see it, or at least have that sense of peace and relaxation when they see my work. And do you feel like over the years, your relationship to painting or your process of painting has changed at all? Or has it been pretty consistent? I think it has changed. I'm doing a little bit more abstract work now, um, only because I want to experiment. Maybe it's a little bit freer. Of course, the more artwork you do, the freer you're going to feel doing it. Um, so I have to say, yeah, I think I'm taking more chances now and being a little bit more risky, not worrying if it's too perfect looking. I think if, you, if you're so successful with each painting, you're not working hard enough to grow. You have to make a lot of mistakes to get better at what you're doing. I hit 70 years old this year. I had my big birthday. So I don't mind making mistakes and experimenting more and doing a little bit more abstract, but even my abstract work is very subjective. I might do abstract paintings, but have lots of fish emerging from it. Mm -hmm. It always has some type of a subject in it. Um, well, before we sign off, I just wanted to ask if there's anything else that you'd like to share that we haven't had a chance to touch upon or anything that you think is important for listeners to know? I think if people want to look at my website and if they have any questions too and some of the things I, I do and some of the techniques that I use. Um, I use some you know rather different techniques of my watercolor. I do a lot of paint pouring and after the paint is poured you might look at, at that painting just the way you would look at clouds in the sky and find different objects or faces and then bring out all those those images using some negative space techniques. So I do that not only with my watercolor, I sometimes do that with my pastel as well too. And with my pastels, I've been using a lot of underpainting um, with, with watercolor. So I'll do the same type of technique with pouring the paint. And then from there, bringing out the images with some of the pastel. And you get some really interesting effects just by splashing water or alcohol on a you know, certain kind of paper I use. It's a sanded paper that works out really well. So yeah, so my techniques are a little bit different. I break a lot of rules, especially with pastel. They say, oh, try not to work with your hands. And that's exactly what I do. So, 
So I just don't keep breaking the rules as you go along. You get things that are rather interesting. And the thing is, have fun with it. I just feel like art. It's, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. It's just something I want to do every day.